Welcome to another edition of GW Unspoken, where we discuss stuff we don't typically talk about, but probably should, and I want to wish you all a very brand new new year and happy new year in 2024, and coming to you from North Brisbane tonight, and obviously glad you're with us, and whether it be now or in the future, you listen to these podcasts, hopefully you can get something from this, and we're doing a, a series at the moment about how to connect to our children or our peers or our co-workers anyone in relationships really looking at those real authentic connections and we've talked really briefly about a couple of books we've gone through it's a be a parent not a power but also a business one called building a story brand where we know that in any kind of story there's always a victim or a villain a guide and a hero and in all our relationships we want to be the guide we don't want to be the hero even at work if we're the employer or the ceo we want to be the guide so Tonight we're going to talk about our, in our third series, or our, our second series in our third podcast, we're going to talk about the role of a person who's a villain and I feel this is the probably the most, what would you say, the most dangerous character we can be if you look at our story in life because villains are the ones who can actually bring people down in a harsh way. So again, if you're not a parent, please use information tonight to build your capacity as either a family member, co-worker, or an employee or an employer, a friend, or any social relationship or personal relationship you may have. Hopefully this will make sense to you. Hopefully you can use this too in any conversation you have in the back of your mind because villains can can have a, a variety of characteristics. One of them could be they could display authoritarianism. So they have excessive control. They have really strict rules without any explanation. It's my way. It's the highway. I don't care about feelings. This is just the way it's done. It could be like a bit like a 50s and 60s parent maybe and they're probably stereotyping then maybe um, offending people back there. So sorry back if I'm offending you. But back in the day around that era, there was times where parents were saying that kids are to be seen and not heard and they were very strict in the way that, well, a lot of people were very strict in the way you were brought up. I know my grandparents are very strict with us. So with excessive control comes, I suppose, a lack of openness to discuss anything and more of a sense of oppression. The other thing that villains do is they show neglect. Uh, They have a lack in providing emotional support or basic needs. Um, They don't have an attention really to make them look indifferent or even sometimes hostile. So the neglect is another characteristic that villains can portray. Another one too is emotional abuse, and this can be attributed to humiliation, constant criticism, or manipulation. So you can see there's a big power, big power struggle there where they're actually trying to be the most important person in the relationship. And that creates a hostile environment, especially when we were dealing with teens who go through that automatic time when they try and push back on their parents or in their social, I suppose, in their social environments with their peers. If they feel like they're getting threatened all the time, they're either going to be passive or they can actually be really aggressive getting back to that person if they don't have this, the tools to be an assertive communicator. One of the biggest ones we see with parents, and it's very, very dangerous stuff ever reading about this one, is favoritism, when there's unequal treatment among siblings. And when they're showing favourites, it can create a sense of rivalry and animosity within the family, especially between siblings, but often between the person who is not getting the same amount of attention and that parent or the parents. And I think watching Walk the Line and the father said, oh, the wrong boy or my wrong son died. Like that was just an emotional killer. I thought, imagine if that was something your parent actually said to you if you're the surviving son in that relationship. 
Imagine being in a relationship where you're compared all the time and they're saying that's one of the worst things we can do these days. I've been guilty of it in the past where, you know, you say, oh, how come one daughter can do this but you can't? How come someone can make the bed all the time and you can't? Like you should be really watching your sister and you should be looking at your brother and, and if they can do it, you can do it. Worst thing we can do is compare. Favoritism is an absolute killer in a relationship and that can happen at work as well. What about lack of empathy? What about if we ignore or dismiss a child's feeling or their their emotional needs? That can fear, have a really big feeling of unsupportiveness and I think that's a big one too where a lot of us don't have an empathy. And empathy, as we said before, is one of the biggest social-emotional skills that workers are looking for now. That and active listening, really leaning in and listening. And there's some really good books out there about listening to teens and so that you can be heard and they can be heard also. But if you can listen and show empathy, major way of building authentic connections with your children and also people at work. Obviously one goes without saying is physical abuse. That can cause harm, aggression or violence. That's one that can be really detrimental to kids and give them trauma and they can carry that trauma all the way through and can affect their relationships also in, in the future. There are ways around that. There's neuro. The neuro is now saying us that our brain is plastic. We can change that. We've got one really good friend we can lean on. But again, it can cause a lot of his hostility amongst future relationships if that's going to happen in our relationships, that physical abuse. Another one too, which some parents unfortunately are subjected to, is addiction or substance abuse. So parents may engage in harmful behaviours, neglect responsibilities, create unstable environments for the children, and again, that only builds up. And again, what, what do our kids do? If our kids have are dictated to, number one, but also subjected to our parents who have addiction or substance abuse, they look for connection and comfort to their peers. And hopefully it'd be to maybe not a peer, but maybe to an auntie and uncle, but if they don't have it and they're around their peers 24-7, they'll reach out for that. And if their peers aren't positive role models, then there's going to be issues because our kids are going to have comfort from people who are not the right influence and that can then have a detrimental effect on their behaviours moving forward. How about the parents who set unrealistic expectations and they don't actually reflect their child's abilities or interests? I've seen many parents do this and, you know, you might argue this is a good thing or a bad thing, but even on the football field, hey, son or daughter, if you can score this many tries, you get $5 a try. Hey, how about this one? If you can get A's in your report cards... I'll give you $20 or $50 an A. Like what happens when our kids don't get there? Do they feel like a failure then? Or do they make it and then they think, well, all I have to do is study for the exam to get an A and then it's worth it and at least I look good. Do, do they still actually learn the content or are they just learning for the exam? So sometimes seeing unrealistic expectations can have a real villain-type behaviour towards our kids and it can cross, create hostility. How about re- refusing to acknowledge mistakes? For parents who never, ever admit fault or apologise will cause fear and will also cause resentment either now or down the track. One of the biggest skills, again, we can do is say sorry. And I saw a list of 25 things that um, we can do as a parent or as an employer, as an employer, and I remember reading this list and number 25, it doesn't mean it wasn't the least on the list, but the number 25 came across was being humble enough to say sorry. And I love that one. Because when kids see us say, hey, look, we screwed up there, I'm just I'm learning to be a parent as well at the moment, or hey, I'm an employer or employee at the moment and I made mistakes, I'm really sorry, gain respect. And also it allows your staff and also all your kids to be more vulnerable and when you're more vulnerable, 
that's when more authentic relationships open up. How about manipulation? Parents who use manipulation, deceit or emotional blackmail to control any child's behaviour can lead to a view, a view as a manipulative villain. It is toxic. It is one of the most toxic things we can do is manipulate our kids. And I know that some of these things we're talking about are probably common sense, but hopefully if you're thinking about this right now, have you had an experience where this has happened to you or you've had an experience where you've actually been guilty of showing signs of some of these things? Have you seen this toxicity in maybe a relationship you've had or in your family or even as a worker or a co-worker? Some of these things in this way of communicating as a villain can be toxic. Remember, we want to be the guide. We want to be the guide to our kids. We want to actually show them empathy. We actually want to show them and guide them away. We don't want to solve problems for them. We want them to actually fail on occasions and therefore that builds resilience. We've got to build that resilient wall. If they don't do that and we keep saving them or we keep telling them how to do it, their brain is going to seek that easy option of not building resilience. And so when they go to the real world, they're going to struggle. 40% of now our children have social and emotional well-being problems, mental illnesses. That's huge. How can we be the guide to improve them as a person in the world we're going through at the moment? I want to challenge you right now. Are you the villain? We've talked about being a victim. We've talked about being the villain. On our next podcast, we're going to talk about being the guide, the most important one. And I want you to actually think about how you're going now in your relationships at work, how you might be going with your relationships with other peers or family members. Maybe if you've got kids, how are you going with that? Because as you know, if we can be the guide, it's going to actually build more authentic relationships with our kids and that's the most important thing. I want to thank you very much for joining us today on GW Unspoken. 